Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm really excited to share my conversation with you guys today with my special guest, Olivia Hickman. Now, in our conversation, we dive into all things women's health, chatting about our menstrual cycle, our wombs. Olivia shares her personal story, and we even chat about auras and energy and lots of different things. So if you're into a little woo-woo or you're curious about woo-woo or even if you're not, but you're interested in about looking after your health and your menstrual cycle, then definitely listen in to this episode. So Olivia is a connection coach, a menstrual mentor, and an aura mediator. Having spent over 10 years in the holistic field, she has put her heart and soul into creating her new World Women online membership and community for women. She supports them to help them improve their health, their wealth, and their happiness so they can thrive in an ever-changing world. So let's have a listen in and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. and welcome back to the podcast. This week on the show, I have the lovely Olivia Hickman. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Olivia. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this interview because, you know, reading through your bio, you have such a wealth of knowledge for women's health in many different areas. So, which I think is really needed because, you know, it's not a one size, you know, it's not one thing that will set off sort of thing. Everything's interlinked is how I find it in my practice anyway. So can you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm basically, um, I kind of call myself a women's empowerment coach, but I also do what I call connection coaching. So basically, um, I've been a yoga teacher for like 14 years now. Um, And within that time, I've done energy training, I've done kind of mindset stuff, I've done um, more spiritual practices, you know, I've kind of gone down kind of every avenue of how you can explore yoga and then added on training as well. And then about five years ago, I kind of started to pivot specifically to more towards women's health and wellness. And so now it's kind of I do like a multi-layered approach to healing, um, where I support women connect to their what I'd call connect to their truth and purpose. It's not always that why they come to me. It might be because they've got, you know, menstrual health issues or, you know, there's stuff going on. But that's kind of the essence of why I do it is helping women connect into their truth and find their purpose, basically. Yeah. And did you have your own sort of health journey that led you into this? Because I kind of find, you know, most people that I talk to, especially, you know, women that are working in the health field do have some type of personal story that led them here. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, basically, I found out that I had precancerous cells on my cervix. So when I initially found that out, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life. It's quite a traumatic year, that year specifically. Um, there'd been some deaths of people close to me. So I wasn't really in the headspace to kind of deal with it. So I initially had an operation to get rid of the um, cell. 
cells. Normally you would have what's called like a LEPS treatment where they kind of laser the cells off. But because there were so many abnormal cells, I actually had to go under anesthetic and have an operation. And then, um, yeah, so I had the operation and then I basically ran away to Sri Lanka. (laughs) As you do. As you do. Um, I went and taught abroad just to kind of have some time for myself and heal and process um, everything that had happened. And, um, you know, I kind of thought that that would be it and it was over and I'd had the operation. But as we all know with these things, well, I say as we all know, we don't necessarily all know, but... There's always like a root cause, I believe, to our ailments in our bodies of where we're a little bit out of balance. So when I came back from Sri Lanka and went for my checkup, um, the cells were still abnormal. They were still there. Um, So then I was like, right, I'm in a bit of headspace now. I'm going to go on my own healing journey. I don't want to have any more treatment. I'm going to do it myself. And um, yeah, and so um, I went on this kind of epic journey into my womb space, learn all that I could about womb healing. Um, I had like sound treatments from a lovely friend who was supporting the process. And this came from as well, kind of having ailments in the past and working with ailments. Like when I was younger, I had a knee injury that kind of I felt like the physios weren't kind of moving me forward and I was like look I'll kind of do it myself and I'd always found that doing this multi approach helped so I kind of look at things on a physical level um what's going on emotionally for me how am I feeling about it in my mental health and then also like the spiritual kind of root cause aspect so I did the same for my cervix and my womb so I looked at kind of my health is in my my body and what I could do to support that. So I went on a really clean vegan diet. And then I um, was obviously I was looking at as well doing like internal massage and kind of womb massage that would support and then also doing the emotional aspects. I was looking at the emotional cause of why this could have happened, the spiritual kind of and then also, like I say, connecting in with my womb, which is crazy to think I was like. I can't remember how old I'm not very good with dates and things but I was like probably like late 20s early 30s and I'd never actually connected in with my womb space which is like actually for me now it's like (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing um so yeah so I went on this like epic journey into like my womb and found all this amazing magic and resource and power and I was just kind of blown away and then I finally went back to the doctors um, because weirdly my appointment got pushed back. So the doctor kind of when I first went back to him, he was like, you need to have this treatment. Otherwise, you're going to get cancer and was kind of, you know, like um, throwing the cancer word around. But then my appointment got pushed back quite a lot. um, And by the time I went back to him, to be honest, there was a little bit in me that kind of was like, what if I leave it? And, um, you know, like I haven't done the work and it hasn't worked. And there is like, you know, this thing that's brewing in my body. Um, and I was with my partner at the time. And so he was like, look, let me just do like a little let's treatment to get rid of the abnormal cells or whatever. Because basically what they were saying as well, I'm sorry, this is too much information. for people. No, it's, you know, it's good because I think a lot of people can either relate to, you know, hearing this type of story and going on a journey for sure, or are interested because I'm going to ask you some questions about womb space in a minute too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so basically my cervix had become stenosis, which means that it's kind of um, closed, not, it was 
wasn't completely closed, but it was a really small space. So they couldn't give me a smear test. So um, they were saying, basically, we don't know what's going on and we can't give you the smear test. The only way we're going to know is if you do this second treatment. So I got kind of like really pushed into it. And then so I had the second treatment. But when the cells came back, when they put them in for testing, so originally I was at SIN 4 and when they came back, they'd gone to SIN 2. So when I'd said to the doctor, like, can you reverse it? He'd said, no, like once it's at this point, you can't reverse it. So it was actually an amazing thing to get the test results back. But then what happened, I think because I kind of, and my womb had said to me that she didn't want any more treatment, basically. And I think in a way, because I went forward and did it, after that, I had pain. I ended up getting really painful periods. So before I had the treatment, I'd got to the point where like my blood was really like 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 a bright red blood, which means that it's healthy. I had a really good length of period. My cycle had gone back to normal, and then I had the treatment. And within the next month, I had the most horrific. I had to go into hospital because I had horrific pain. <sighs> so I kind of like went back to square one in a way and had to then rework with my womb and kind of and I'm now like that was probably like a good like four years ago it's been up and down and I'm kind of getting to the point now where every month I don't have any pain and it's fine and it's getting back to normal but that's been like a but then I guess that journey within itself has taught me more about you know like I've gone more into the physical of our cycle and cyclical living and what that means so in a way it has helped as well. But yeah, it's been like a big journey with learning more about um, how to have a healthy cycle, what it means um, and yeah, connecting in with our womb spaces. Yes. So within, you know, you brought up the womb space before and you were sort of saying how crazy it feels that, you know, you weren't connected with it back then. When you are talking about womb space, what do you mean? Because I'm sure there's listeners, you know, listening in going, what is my womb space? Because I don't know what that is. So your womb is, well, I guess uh, your womb is made up of obviously the physical womb. So obviously you've got like your ovaries, fallopian tube, uterus. So if anybody at home, just have a little Google and have a look at the anatomy of your womb, which is really actually beautiful as well. It's funny, not a lot of women actually know what that kind of looks like and how, you know, it's made up and the names of the different areas. And then also, obviously, you have your energetic womb space, um, which is also called like your root voice. So it's kind of like that. I get like in yoga traditions, um, it's called the sacral chakra. So, you know, about chakras, the energy vortexes in the body. Um, So in the kind of yoga traditions, it's your sacral chakra, um, which is like the feminine center of the body, your creative center. But if you kind of come into it from a body aspect, you can think about it just like your uterus, that kind of space in the womb. And in there is kind of like your deeper intuition and what's called, yeah, like your root voice, your womb voice. So what I find, um, if anybody kind of wants to go a bit deeper into the woo-woo, if you like, is that my root voice will be different to like my heart voice. So like the different energies in my body kind of speak to me in different ways. So if you kind of uh, do kind of a bit of spiritual work and you feel like, well, I am already connected in with myself, I kind of promise you what you will find is that actually your womb voice um, is quite different to kind of your general kind of heart voice. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's kind of more of like a earthy. Um, she's actually like the first time I, I well, not the first time, one of my um, moon times I was 
like connecting in with my root voice, my womb voice. And um, I kind of was a bit like scared because it's almost like as women, I think we kind of don't always want to like meet our power. Um, I think for a long time, women kind of have been taught, you know, like as in you, you know, look pretty, stand there, do that, but don't like say anything. And, you know, like this is kind of, you know, like old time kind of stuff. But yeah, so to actually meet that incredible, powerful essence within myself, I was kind of a little bit like, whoa, that's a little bit scary for me. (laughs) And then kind of being like, actually, wow, that's amazing. Like I want to feel that energy. I want to be connected with the earth. Um, Yeah, and it's really supported me in stepping into my power, I guess, in general life and kind of leading and doing the work that I want to do because it gives you a deeper sense of being connected to something bigger than yourself because, like, through my root voice, I feel more connected to Mother Earth and the Earth in general, which then makes me feel like I'm supported beyond myself or beyond kind of needing another person to support me. There's this, like bigger element that's supported me as well I've gone off on a massive tangent I'm sorry it's okay um it's all interesting so if somebody was sort of listening in and they're like I'm really curious about connecting with my womb space but I'm not sure where to start is there somewhere you know that's easier to start yeah basically just if I mean it's probably easiest to connect in if you're on your period because I think that's the time when kind of that connection is the strongest it said that during our moon time which means your period the connection the veil between like us and spirit is thinner so it's kind of um and that's when I kind of so I work with my cycle and my period to support me in gaining wisdom around like what I should be doing in my life kind of even like with work like what I should be doing and moving forward with work so I'll ask my womb so Um, during your moon time or your period it's a really good time to connect in so you can just literally like when you're on your period just take some time for yourself Um, find like a nice comfortable seated or laying down position and just place your hands onto your lower belly where your womb would sit and just breathe I think breathing really helps us to connect with our bodies take a few like nice slow breaths and then when you're ready kind of draw your awareness down into your womb space on an exhale just using the out breath draw the energy down and just see how it feels see what greets you sometimes most women so I do this whenever I work with clients I'll do it at the beginning of our journey I call it a womb greeting so greeting your womb Um, and I do it more on a visual journey but most time the womb is just so happy that you've come to see it (laughs) so it's kind of a really kind of it can feel quite liberating um but then again some women can feel like anger frustration sadness if they've really been ignoring you know what is going on in their wombs then sometimes you know like there can be feelings there um which has been repressed so um and also you know take time to greet your womb so that you're not bulldozing into your womb you're kind of gently asking for permission to connect so yeah just take your time work with your breath send your awareness down into your womb space and if you're like that lady on the podcast said I would feel something and I don't don't worry it's just practice all of these like practices you know practices called practices for a reason so even if you kind of just take 10 minutes out of your month each womb each moon time to just take that time take your breath take your awareness down 
you know, it might take a, a few times and then you'll start to connect and feel. And yeah, if anybody wants any support with anything like this, then obviously you can reach out and I can help. Yeah. And I'll definitely link all your um, contact details in the show notes. So listeners can um, reach out and connect with you as well. So for, you know, anybody that might be listening that, you know, might be on the pill or have an IUD, how does this affect or change our womb space or our, obviously they're not cycling the same. So do they have the same amount of connection? Mm. I think this is a really good question because I think, I mean, I can speak more to the IUD because I had an IUD, which is part of my story, which actually I didn't mention earlier. Um, so it's interesting that it's come up. Um, so the both of them obviously um, change the way the hormones are working in the body. So for the pill, for example, you don't ovulate anymore if you're on the combined pill. Um, so obviously that's massively like changing your hormones in your body um, and our natural kind of systems and how we are as women. Um, obviously the side effects can be like migraines, like tender boobs, you know, like there's so much, like there's which a lot of the side effects probably look like PMS symptoms as well. Um, so, and what it can do as well is because you're not ovulating during using the pill, it can mean that your egg reserve can be lower when you get older, when you like, you know, like a lot of women are having babies later on, um, which can be an effect and, and obviously that can then lead to, you know, perimenopause. Um, I know like um, a few people now that are kind of going through menopause a little bit earlier. And I wonder if there's a, you know, like a connection there. Um, but saying that, I do believe that obviously I'm pro-choice. Every woman has a right to her choice. Um, and it's kind of looking at all the different options and figuring out what's best for you. So like, for instance, there's a lady that comes to my, um, I do women's yoga and wellbeing. So she comes to my classes and she has horrific pain in her sacral area. She's not really sure why or what's going on. But for her, for instance, having like, um, because I really believe in having, you you know, working with your cycle to do your fertility that way, which is um, FAM method. But obviously for her to do that would mean that she would need to wear um, like, tampax or a moon cup or whatever it would mean for her and because of the pain in her sacral currently she can't do that so you know like there's always you know you have to weigh up the options of what's going on and what's best for you so if it's all okay um ideally I would say use like a natural kind of um uh, like um tracking your cycle method because obviously that's going to be the best for your hormones and working with your natural um hormones so coming back to the IUD so basically when I was younger I started on the pill um but I suffered with migraines when I was a teen so I went on the pill and had like five migraines in a week (laughs) crazy Um, and on the box it says you know you shouldn't take these if you suffer with migraines (laughs) um yeah but as you you sort of say you're like you go to the doctor and the doctor is like here you go and you go okay yeah I'll follow what you say yeah thanks for that um so I was like okay um I can't do that one so so I had an IUD because when I was younger and quite naive I was like okay if I have this like the one that I had you don't have periods on it um so it was kind of like and I was going traveling um when I was younger so I was like brilliant tick don't have to have a period tick don't have to worry about getting tampons tick 
you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was never in my wildest dreams did I think about my hormones at that time. And obviously, when it came later to when I had the precancerous cells, when they actually did the operation, they took out um, like a crusty, rusty IUD. So the doctor had said to me that it definitely went towards me nearly having cancer, having that in my body. Um, And the most like the bit as well that freaked me out when I was looking more into it was that the IUD basically like keeps your womb in an inflamed kind of state because that's how it kind of works so if you know anything about abnormal cells and cancer obviously they kind of thrive in like inflammation Mm. so to think that that was in my womb for like quite a while and kind of I didn't even realize or think about it is you know like like I say it's all pro-choice if that's the best choice for you you then you know like but I think women should just have like all the information and be like look these are the pros these are the cons um you know because obviously like um being able to you know like be you know the pill has empowered a lot of women to make choices for themselves and things like that so yeah it's just about but I think it's important that women have all the information of what's going on in their body learn how their bodies work and how these things can affect your body in the long run yeah I 100% agree and I think sometimes too it is up to us to find out and search for that information because not all doctors but some doctors will be like this is what I suggest or this is what I know so I think this is the best but they don't Mm. offer up other suggestions for you they just say here you go this is what you should do and unless like you said you look for further information you might think that is your only option when there might be other options out there yeah exactly and there's so much more information now than when I was younger um like I'd, I'd didn't like I say I wasn't even aware of my own hormones or you know um, more natural um, fertility awareness methods like I wasn't aware of it at all so I wouldn't have even thought about it and I think at the time as well because of our mental association with periods it was kind of like you know like I really pushed to have the IUD because I wanted it because to me it was like win 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 I don't have to have my period anymore brilliant there wasn't any like kind of awareness of like the magic of working with your cycle and what it can do for your life and you know like I didn't know any of that it was kind of like this thing happens every month that's like a little bit annoying and if I can get rid of it that would be great (laughs) so (laughs) yeah but like you said there's not that you know information shared whether or not it's in schools or you know communicating to girls how important having a period is and that it is your body's way of communicating to you you know I know I remember growing up thinking oh this is just annoying like dancing you know nearly full time I'm like oh I have to get in a leotard and this is not gonna be comfortable and I don't want to you know miss out and swimming yeah. and all that sort of things so yeah it was super annoying <laughs> to have to deal with it um but as you say with wisdom and with age and now that there's a lot more information out that so I, I do hope that you know a lot more people are talking about it more and, and sharing it with their kids and stuff when they start to get their period because I think it's really you know important information to know but sometimes it might be missed yeah there's a really beautiful practice you can do if anybody out there kind of has children and obviously is working with their cycle um is you can light like a red candle in your home when you have your period um, and then it just lets kind of the you, know, you don't have to say like I'm on my period. You can light, 
light your red candle and then it lets like your ho- your household know that you're on your moon time and obviously you can communicate with them before or whatever to you know you need a bit more gentle time and you know you might take more time to rest and you're not as like you know like on it if you like as you normally would be and I think it just starts to bring that awareness of your cycle and how women live into like your family home which I think is important yeah well again it's completely different to a man cycle isn't it theirs is like a 24 hour and ours is a monthly so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) now we're gonna switch up gears because I know you work with auras as well and I haven't talked about that on the podcast before so I thought it would be really fascinating just to dive into that side a little bit if you can share a little bit about how you work with auras as well yeah, definitely. So, um, so I don't necessarily see auras like to someone in the physical. Like, then if I looked at you, I wouldn't see aura. Um, but I'm quite third eye dominant. Um, so when I would start to do kind of energy treatments, I started out doing Reiki. I would start to see a lot of things kind of playing out in my mind, um, almost like a movie. And so I started to realize that basically one of my gifts if you like is what they call remote viewing so like I can think of somebody and I could instantly know kind of how they were feeling I might even know kind of what they were doing um so as I've got older I've had to be really boundaried with it because my boyfriend didn't like it I'm like what were you up to see you (laughs) it's a good good power to have in power to have but yeah you have to kind of like obviously I got to the point where I was like right I actually need to ask people before I do that because that's not good um so yeah so that was quite funny but um yeah so basically it's like a sixth sense of um but in kind of my third eye but it's more when I mean I can do it now with my eyes open and I get like a running movie kind of in my vision so yeah, so it started off with Reiki and it started to evolve and I was like, well, what's going on here? And then I would kind of share with people. So for instance, say if um oh, I don't know, say if someone had had a trauma when they were a child, or you know, like in my Reiki, I would see them as a child going through this trauma or whatever it might be so then I would reiterate to them I've just seen this happen in your Reiki um and then they would say yeah that's true um this is when it happened or you know like that kind of thing so I started to see kind of and then I started to see the truth of people's spirits so to me kind of someone's aura as well they're like so you have like an aura structure which is like you have your physical body and then you have like your energetic body which kind of sits around the body and within the body and it's your kind of energy of the body and then you also have like your kind of spirit which is like the truth of who you are so I would start to see people's spirits when I was doing their energy readings and then I found um, something called aura transformation which is where you upgrade basically someone's aura structure so in the yoga traditions um, our aura structure is made up of our chakras so we have the, the different energy vortexes running through the body and then like I say you have like an energy body that comes out past the physical body um, but when you have an aura transformation that upgrades your energy structure and then during an aura transformation as well you'll bring in your energy spirit basically into your body so again in the older yogic traditions we would sit and meditate in order to kind of connect in with spirit and your higher self. 
Whereas when you have an oral transformation, it's about bringing your higher self actually into your body. So, and the idea in that is that when you're bringing your spirit into your body, you have more charisma, more passion, more purpose to kind of like live your truth on earth, which is why I really believe in helping women, especially because of my women's health background, um, find their truth and live their purpose. Because it just, it can, when you come into alignment with who you are, you obviously have more joy kind of in your everyday world as well so it's been an amazing journey and I love seeing people's spirits like through the all transformation there's a bit where their kind of spirit comes in their spirit energy if you like from all different areas come into their body and it's just such an and it's amazing to see actually like how different everybody is like no two people can be the same so everybody's energy and the truth of who they are is so different but so beautiful at the same time so so if someone wants to like work on their aura energy or do you recommend sort of starting with yoga or meditation or where would they sort of look into that? I'd still say um, connect with your womb and your heart <laughs> because you're connecting in with your own spirit, your own truth. So, yeah, but yoga definitely because obviously yoga and working with your breath helps you to connect in with yourself. So as a woman, I definitely say connect with your heart and your womb. Um, obviously, men have a womb and like an energetic womb space as well. Um, but, yeah, definitely, yeah, yoga practice, pranayama, that breath work really helps to connect in with who you are. Yeah. And how much does sort of movement play a part in your sort of everyday life? Is it mainly yoga? Is it a mix of different things? Yeah. So I originally like you, I was like a bit of a dancer. (laughs) So I did a choreography degree at uni. So yeah, movement's like been my whole life like my mum and dad said they used to watch EastEnders and my legs would be like flying across the screen because I was always like moving so movement's been a massive part of my life and obviously for women's health and wellness moving really helps us to embody some of our like practices and it can really help us to as well kind of get to like stagnant energy in the body um so yeah movement is a massive thing and obviously I've been a yoga teacher for about 14 years but I still love to like dance and try lots of different classes and do lots of different ways of moving and just kind of sometimes just put some music on and just move however I want to move in my body just again that's a really good way for connecting in with yourself is to just move and express yourself however you wish Yes, I think dancing in your house is uh, underrated. I don't think people yes, do it enough. <laughs> Just moving. And do you find when women are sort of seeking you out to work with you, is there a common thread that sort of comes through? Are they, you know, do they seek you out because they want to try yoga or because they've been referred to you by someone? Or is there a, an element of stress that, you know, most women tend to have? Or, you know, is there any common threads that tend to come through? Mm, that's a good question but I don't think so I think I've worked with women in different so like it could be I mean I think the main to be honest the main thread is that connection so connection to self finding out you know like what your truth is what you want because obviously that helps us to create like healthy boundaries um and then when we know who we are we can actually live a life that we want rather than I find a lot of women tend to not not every woman but some women tend to kind of 
you know, as life ticks on, we don't always check in with what we actually want. So you end up living a life where there's aspects that don't align with actually your truth. Um, but yeah, I tend to work, you know, like I can work with someone who's having, like I say, menstrual issues. And that's kind of where we start the journey. Um, but I kind of always go a little bit deeper. So what you find is there'll always be stuff happening in the background um, that's contributing to it. And then, you know, like, or when I'm doing my aura transformation work, because it can be like kind of more the physical body and what's going on there all the way through the spectrum to the aura transformation work, which is, you know, really looking at um, kind of going up the woo-woo scale, if you like, on the other side. So that 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 would be very different ways of working with those women. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, our body is very good at communicating with us when something is wrong, but sometimes we don't always listen or, you know, there's so much going on that we miss those sort of signals. And it's only when it gets so loud at us that your back goes or, you know, your period cramps are just so bad you can't move that you finally go, oh, I have to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think if there's anybody out there that's kind of really suffering with their moon time, their period, the first thing is obviously um, have a little research into cyclical living because when you balance your hormones, um, it massively helps. Like, like I said, I had um, I have clients that have like you know like headaches, tender breasts, period cramps, like you name it, like fatigue. And as soon as they work with their cycle and balance the hormones, those symptoms like go away. So it's, we've been taught that we're meant to have all of that stuff happening, but actually you don't have to. Um, and then the second thing is also, you know, what we were doing earlier about breathing into the womb, breathe into the pain if you can. Often we'll kind of run away from pain, we'll take a pill or we'll kind of do something else. So we're not having to think about the pain. But if you can kind of feel into the pain, it's kind of like you say, it's your body's trying to communicate with you. So, you know, like I've had um, periods stuff happen before. And as soon as I kind of like move towards it and feel into it and kind of witness or acknowledge what my body's trying to say, it can dissipate and kind of ease off. Um, so, yeah, just a couple of kind of things that you can do if you are kind of having those struggles with your cycle. Um, cyclical living. I mean, it's it is a lot popular now than it used to be so it's something that you can google and you know get some information about quickly working with your hormones and then like I say also working with your breath feeling into it to see what is going on and what your body wants you to witness and often if you make you know the important thing about connecting in with your body is if your body asks you to do something is that you do it because then you're starting that relationship if you know your body tells you to do something you're like nah I don't really want to do that <laughs> then it kind of <laughs> maybe you know, in a few days <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that yeah. in a bit um you want to like build that trust and relationship with your body so if you're doing that work you know like make sure that you do do what your body's asking of you and then often you find like I say that it will dissipate and yeah yeah. And I love the breath suggestion because it is simple. It's easy to do. You can do it anywhere. It doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take a lot of time. So, you know, every everybody can do it. It's just, you know, simply just taking a couple of minutes just to, you know, stop. Exactly. And if you're in the supermarket and you can't, like, again, you, like I believe our bodies kind of are in communication with us. So just, I like, I'm probably sound like I'm barking mad now, but say if I'm in the supermarket and I feel something coming up or there's something that I need to deal with and I can't deal with it right then, I'll let my body know. So I'll be like, I can't deal with it right now. Obviously, I don't necessarily say it out so, loud in the supermarket. 
everyone will be looking at you. <laughs> and I can't deal with it now, body. <laughs> um, but I'll let my body know that I'll take some time later. And often that, you know, like I can deal with it then, you know, like in my own, you know, time. And um, so, yeah, so like our body is always, you know, talking to us and understands. And it's just like you say, it's that, you know, in yoga all the time, I'm saying this is just a way to start that connection with our body so that we can have that conversation with our body. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, even in Pilates, you know, the first thing that we learn is how to connect into our pelvic floor and our breath. And then the movement comes from that, you know. So it's really, if you go back to any form of movement, breath is incorporated, whether or not you focus on that, maybe as much as you should, or it's explained to you. um, I think going back to that, just those basics really helps too. Yeah, I think it's amazing how, and I think people that have done movement understand the power of the breath. And when we uh, like do the movement with our breath, how much easier the movement gets or how much the breath can empower that movement and make it easier, but also strengthen it. So I think when we find that connection through movement, then we understand, like I say, we understand the power of the breath then. And then, you know, like we can integrate it more. Yeah. Well, that's what I often say to people if they're like, I just can't meditate. I just can't, you know, and I'm like, well, that's fine. Maybe you can do it while you're moving. So, you know, just focus on your, on your breath while you're walking or focus on your breath while you're doing some stretches or whatever it may be. And it can be more of a movement style meditation rather than a sitting still style. Yeah, exactly. And I would recommend sound for anybody that finds it difficult to meditate. So I have some like singing bowls that I bring to class sometimes and do at the end of class because the sound of the bowl kind of gives people something to focus on. So often people, you know, that find it hard to meditate, it's because they, you know, like can't sit and focus. So often the sound um, really helps. So if you're struggling, there might be some sound practitioners within your area and that can be like really beautiful. Yes, another um, modality that I need to try. It's on my list. <laughs> I'm getting through oh, them. Slowly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's oh, it's one of my favourite modalities. It's just so beautiful, and I've had some really amazing transformative kind of things happen through sound. You know, when it's a proper, you can have like sound with the bowls, but then you can also have like proper what they call like a sound bath with the gongs and everything that's amazing it's not like a like a bath (laughs) (laughs) yeah sound it's like you get bathed in the waves of the sound which is yeah it's really 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 beautiful I highly recommend it to anybody that's open to trying it yeah awesome now if you can leave our listeners with just one piece of you know advice that they can walk away with today and just instigate straight away to help their health what would it be connecting with your womb (laughs) that's all right it's good to have that theme coming back through (laughs) yeah definitely um yeah connecting with your womb space um if anybody like say is isn't sure where to start and you know kind of really doesn't have an idea then please feel free to send me a message or drop me a message either on social media or through email and I'd be happy to send like a you know like a free kind of meditation to help you know start that womb greeting for anybody that's interested awesome and where can listeners um what are your social handles and website and everything so people can reach out 
Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so at the minute I'm um www.oliviahickman.co.uk um but I am currently building a website for an online membership called New World Women Collective. So my handle kind of on Instagram is at New World Women Collective um where they can join a waitlist and they'll go into a draw where um, one person will get free um, three-month membership. Um, so you can do that on Instagram and you can find me that way on Facebook. Um, yeah, so my email and everything will be on the website as well if you wanted to contact me via email. And there's more information about New World Women on my website as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you on, sharing so much uh, powerful information for women. Um, And I'm sure everybody's going to get so much out of it. So thanks again. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.